Welcome to United Against Silence. I'm Seema Reza, the CEO of Community Building Artworks, a nonprofit organization that connects veterans, healthcare workers, and civilians through workshops led by the artists of our time. Each week, we interview an artist to find out about their process and how they've overcome silence in their lives. Brianne Janae is a poet and teaching artist living in Brooklyn. They are the author of Blessed Are the Peacemakers, which won the 2020 Kaveh Kahnem Northwestern University Press Poetry Prize, and After Jubilee, published by Boat Press. Brianne has received fellowships to Kaveh Kahnem, Sewanee Writers Conference, Vermont Studio Center, and Hedgeville. Their poetry has been published in Plowshares, the American Poetry Review, the Academy of American Poets, Poem A Day, The Sun Magazine, Jubilat, and West Wing, among others. Off the page, they go by Breezy. Thank I'm you. so glad you're here. Thank um, you can you, you know, your work has been like fucking me up for a long time. And it's just like, it's so both like close in and and broad, right? Like you can just sort of step into it the way you, the way you step into water and you're just like, oh, my feet are wet, but like, I know that I'm connected to all this other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And so I have been personally like just really fed by it. So thank you mm -hmm. for that and for, for writing it. Um, and of course, for being here with us. Uh, Thank you. I, Generous. <laughs> um, you just won the Kaveh Kahnem Northwestern Prize for Blessed Are the Peacekeepers. Or the Blessed Are the Peacemakers. Peacemakers, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> why I should have read the bio. Um, <laughs> And, and when is that? I, I read somewhere 2021, somewhere 2022. When is that book dropping? 2022. Definitely not this year. Okay. 2022. That's nice. That's nice. A little bit of space around mm -hmm. that. Um, when you are working on a book or when you're not working on a book, what is your writing practice like? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it's, it's super random. Um, I, I mean, I am a part of a writing group that a friend of mine runs, um, and we meet once a week and she gives a writing prompt and we sort of respond to that and bring in another poem we've been working on. So that's sort of, you know, pushing me to be creating something and looking at a poem, uh, a week, um, and I'm so grateful for that space because otherwise I don't know what I would do. You know, uh, my writing process is, is super random. I do try to keep, um, I keep a journal, you know, I keep the notes on my phone full of like mm -hmm. ideas. Um, the notes on my phone are so important um, just because you never know when a poem, you know, is going to fall out of the sky. Um and so it's nice to be able to just jot something, you know, jot it down as it comes and then go on about, go on, go on with my day. And then like stumble back across it, right? Yeah, yeah. When I'm actually like ready to like do something, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, um, any rituals that you mm -hmm. sort of 
that gets you into the into the writing space when it's time to like okay so there's the poems that fall out of the sky and, and just like stop in front of you and force you and mm-hmm. then there's like um there are the times when we have to sit down and like well I got this writing group in a week and are there ways that you you prime yourself or your mind um I mean when I want to be writing more I do try to read more poetry and just like read more in general you know um but yeah no I mean there was one time last year when I was did sort of that poem a day thing, the 30 for 30 for the very first time, not in April with everyone else on my own time (laughs) (laughs) in July, I think. Um, And I would sort of walk my dog around every day and I would make a list of the things I saw as I walked. And then I would write a poem where the things in the list had had to appear in the order that I saw them. Um, so that was really fun and, and super random, um, poems that like got me out of my comfort zone and and out of my usual imagery and like usual just way of proceeding down the page. Um, that was really fun. And I, I I do kind of, I have been feeling like, oh, I'd like to do something like that again. Um, you know, because the summer is a good generating time for me, um, but no, I am super just like, you know, I'll be like watching TV or I'll be, um, yeah, just bored, you know, and like, oh, I guess I should like look at a poem, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I keep the poems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'll look at a poem on my phone a lot, too. Like I'll pull up a word, you know, the pages documents because it's like all in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I'll fiddle with existing poems uh, like at the dog park or just like, you know, just like be like, oh, I need to go back and look at that poem from last night. You know, it's like haunting me uh, like the from whatever I worked on in group. Um, and you can yeah. you can focus, you can shut out other things and just. Yeah, I do better that way. I like one of the hardest thing, the things I missed most sort of during lockdown Um or one of them at least, uh, was working in coffee shops. You know, I loved the noise, you know, I loved, um, it was also just like good to, to not be in my home, you know, like with all of my <laughs> distractions here, you know, it's like, well, I guess I'll just sit here until something appears on this page. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, like if, if when a poem is calling me, a poem is calling me, it doesn't really matter what's mm-hmm. uh, going on around me. I'm pretty good at just being like, okay, soup. Uh, it's going to be there. Um, yeah. Did you, uh, did you grow up with many siblings or like in a loud household? Is that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I had two younger brothers, you know, and so like they were definitely around and like in my space, but I had, I also was the only person in my family who had their own room from the time I was like seven. Um, so it is important to me to be able to like close the door. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, 
I don't know. I think it's something about like a poem, you know, like when it's like time for it. I mean, I do have moments where I'm like, okay, I need to like hear this poem aloud. I want to be able to yeah. say it and not have people looking at me like I'm crazy. Uh, and in those moments I do sort of, you know, you don't do that at the coffee shop. Yeah. And once I get, once it's time to start saying the poem, I'm like, all right, I need to go home. Cause like, I need, I need, <laughs> I need to hear this. Uh, but I, I mean, under my breath, I will sit there for a while just just like be muttering it to myself under my breath um yeah because I I don't know I love the energy you know like one of the things I loved about uh going to like Kaveh Kanem uh retreat was just sort of folks would just sit out in the open and write together and like some folks would be you know playing spades or dominoes or like giving twerk lessons in the distance and you know like it's just like the energy of of folks um it's nice sometimes when you're writing yeah yeah the first time you know because so much of writing before you are in those sort of spaces those writing focused spaces like it takes a lot to get to those spaces right yeah. like yeah. you know yeah. you, you, there's a lot of slogging on your own before you're yeah. Yeah. and then you apply and you know and then you're accepted to to something like that but I remember the first time I sat in a place I was like at Goddard and I was like, oh, everyone here loves words. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, and that's been so essential for me because I, there's no way I'm going to read everything. Mm -hmm. um, so it's nice to have like other people reading and, and mm -hmm. recommending things. Um, mm -hmm. So what are you, what are you reading? What's like, what's blowing your mind these days? Um, I, I'm reading, I mean, I'm currently reading Bell Hooks' All About Love, uh, which is beautiful, uh, and challenging and so real. Uh, is this your first? This is my first time reading it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really, really beautiful. Just the way she's willing to to say how that love is active you know and that most of us live without love you know and um the only way to change it is to acknowledge that and to change the pattern and the culture and um so i i appreciate you know such an honest uh look at love and sort of she talks about how we aren't taught as a culture to define it um and treat it as this mystical thing and it was just sort of it reminded me of uh, Audre Lorde's essay, Poetry is Not a Luxury, um, and how she says sort of the, the job of the poet is to, um, to give language to things that we don't have language for so that they can be thought, you know, and that so then we can mm -hmm. then turn that thought into action. Um, and it, so it was nice to sort of have bell hooks sort of like giving language for what love is and how it looks in action. Um, yeah. And so, I don't know, I want to do poems, you know, like use it for prompts. Um, yeah. see. <laughs> I think like really it's, we're so often just sort of like, nobody teaches us how to love in a way that's not yeah. self-destructive. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like our, our sort of like the initial, if we're, if we're very fortunate, the initial experience of love that we have is our mother, which is like so much sacrifice mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a self-destructive job. 
Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not a model for how you're going to navigate the world with love at all. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it is interesting, you know, and for folks who grow up in households where their parents are, you know, did not receive love themselves and did not know how to give it, you know, it's even more challenging. Um, you know, uh, I, I, one thing I did appreciate about the book is how she focuses on, um, like learning to love the self too, as like just as important, um, as learning to love others and just as like an integral part of the process. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm reading the body is not an apology. Mm. I'm on my list. That's for sure. It's been a while and I, and I ordered, I don't know, I moved and then lost some books. I think I can identify some thieves, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. And it's, it's this thing that's like uh, this idea of being worthy mm. um, and how much we have to fight for it. Yeah. Fight ourselves yeah. For it. Um, it's a, I don't, that's a thing that like, I wish I could be like, oh yeah, I read all about love, you know, 10 years ago and I'm all good. I love mm-hmm. myself, love everyone else. We're fine. But um, it's like this practice because I change and then I'm like, uh, uh, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And for me, poetry, writing, not necessarily poetry only, but writing has been like, an essential tool for that practicing and stepping towards mm-hmm. where I'm, where I'm trying to be, where, where I want to go, who I want to yeah. be, how I just Certainly. give myself and others. Certainly. Um, but it took a long time for me to like allow myself to do that work mm. on the public page, right? Like I could do it maybe in my journal when I was a kid. Yeah. Can you? And you do it. You do it. Can you? Can you so much feet dragging and such just like who put that in the world? How did whose idea was this? (laughs) Um, I do that. I do. I do. I put like very um, intimate poems out there. Um, I think I do it because I mean, number one, I just I, I write the poems that are in front of me. You know, I write the poems that I need to write to to keep moving, to to stay alive and to keep loving and keep, you know, figuring out myself and all of that stuff. And then, you know, I like to joke that like poetry is my only marketable skill, um, <laughs> which is maybe not entirely true. Um, but I don't know. I, I do regularly struggle with it, you know, what it means to be creating and then putting this work out in the world. And I think the thing that sort of anchors me is sort of remembering the times that I, was saved by someone else's poems, you know, um, when sort of, I, you know, this pandemic has been rough on all of us, you know, the isolation and um, sort of time to confront so much of um, ourselves and our lives. Um, and, you know, one of the things I was sort of processing was just like, uh, a, t- a horrible breakup that had been abusive sort of that fortunately ended before uh the pandemic and um I, I I say like 
I read Stag's, I started reading Stag's Leap again uh, by Sharon Olds. Um, and it was just so tender and so vulnerable and so honest. Um, and it, it just like brought me back to language, you know, it brought me back into my feelings. It, it, it gave me someone to cry with, you know? Um, and yeah, I think, you know, it's the reminder that like, yes, it feels vulnerable and yes, it feels, um, difficult sometimes to see a representation of yourself so out there in the world. Um, but our lives are not that unique, you know, um, so many people are hurting, uh, in such similar ways. Um, and it's, it's such a comfort, you know, to, to hear the truth spoken out loud. Um, so yeah, I just, I feel like I'm just have to remind, I remind myself to just return the favor, you know, so many poets have done that for me, um, you know, said the truth that I needed to hear and, um, allowed us in, you know, into the vulnerable, intimate parts of their lives and hearts. Um, yeah. And it's, it's saved us, you know, so many of us. So so many of us. Yes, absolutely. I love that answer. Um, I love too that our, our lives are not unique as a source of so much comfort in a time when there seems to be like all of this pressure to like have a hot take and, you know, and to, yeah. to, to stand out and to, you know, be extraordinarily interesting. Um, but that's a really grounding Thing to remember that in fact somebody has experienced everything that we're experiencing yeah yeah and they would be so grateful you know to be reminded of that you know I'm so grateful when I like hear stories that sound similar to mine and stories that like sound similar to mine but that have endings that I could not have imagined for myself you know um or that just sort of yeah just remind me that like yeah, I am stuck in this rut now, but sort of, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 I'm always grateful, you know, uh, for, to hear how other folks have survived, you know, which is sort of what poetry at its best is a record of, you know, it's like how we've survived, um, you know, what joy has kept us here, you know, and, or how we've sort of named, found names for our grief you know yeah what joy has kept us here um what joy has has <laughs> sustained you in the you know when when we all when we shut down those first three weeks I it became abundantly clear that I'd been going too fast mm. before you know mm. and so like I just felt this deep certainly fear and anxiety and all of these negative feelings but also just like a relief to wake up and not be like running to catch up with myself. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I really need to fight really hard to name the things that I will not lose mm. from that slowdown. Is there anything, any joy that you discovered during the slowdown that you're going to hang on to like hell? I mean, I loved every minute of being at home with my dog. Uh <laughs> And I am determined to take her with me wherever I can and whenever I can. Um, 
because she's such a comfort, you know, she's such a reminder that like when the world is in total chaos that like, oh my gosh, the grass is green. I am going to rub my body in it because it feels good. You know, like she's just such joy and pleasure and, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to just watch her run, you know? Um, and yeah, I think my, my favorite activity this whole pandemic has just been walking her to the dog park and sitting. Um, I refuse to give up that up, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The walking my like mid my during the week hiking is something that I'm just like, no, no. Like why, why do I have to like try to cram all joy into the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why was I doing that? Too small of a percentage of my week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I refuse. <laughs> I have one thing I have learned or learned to say post during this pandemic uh, is that I will be avoiding the 40 hour work week like the plague that it is, you know, I, I do, I do not need it, you know, and um, of course that takes a, I could say that with a great degree of privilege, you know, that like I have the means to sort of try to find other ways, you know, to, to make money, but oh, it's not good for any of us, you know, Um, it's not good for any of us. And it's been nice to sort of um, center my own comfort as opposed to, um, you know, our culture's demands on productivity and, um, you know, go, 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 go. Um, It's like, go where, you know? I just want to go to the park. <laughs> right? And I love that you're, you also have like um, dog led poetry prompts now. That you're <laughs> yeah. This is productive. This is the work. This is the work. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This was fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to United Against Silence. I'm Seema Reza, and I hope we see you at a workshop soon. You can see our full schedule at www.cbaw.org. We're looking forward to being in community with you.